Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. And the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure to visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one about... One of the best parts about their website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout, so you don't even have to worry about it. Not a matter of if, matter of when you visit their website. Be sure to do so at gunspot.com. And while you are strapped up, saddle up in a new ride from Roper Kia, go check out their inventory online or on the lot. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Mike Tup, you can save yourself $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Yes, sir. And once you have that nicer, newer ride, at some point you're going to need your oil change and those tire servers. So why not get that taken care of right here at Downtown Lube where they specialize in that, but they are much more than just tires and lube. So be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Once again, not a matter of if, matter of when you will need your oil change in those tire service or your vehicle taken care of. Be sure to get it to Downtown Lube right here in Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main. And a very special show as we welcome back friend, more, more of a friend. More like a brother to the show. Matt What's Miller up, Cuzzo? From ESPN going to join us today as uh, we're going to talk a lot of football today. As I haven't really been getting into the NBA yet. Uh, no, I and the same with college basketball. I'll be honest. That's something we talked about again in October. Like, let's do this. It ain't happening. It's tough. Like, why do they even start? start? <laughs> I've always said, like, start it on Christmas Day. Maybe I, they should, but I'm still not, I'm not getting it. I figured it out with college basketball. They go on Christmas break. That's why I keep forgetting about it because it doesn't pick back up again until being serious till like middle, end of January, end of February. I'm going to be honest. Christmas break, uh, very busy time for me. I always I take a post-Christmas vacation. I've realized this is a thing I do now. I'm just going to own it. I'm going to lean into it. Um, I I love the like having football on. Like, the way it worked out this year with like the NFL played on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. was great. Three games Christmas Day, great. And then bowl season for college like kicked in. So that carried me through. I heard you guys talking shit about the college football playoffs, which were amazing, by the way. Amazing. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, we, we roll right back into an NFL weekend. So that was like a solid eight days of football that I was very happy. And I, you guys, for you guys, basketball, that's me with baseball every year. I get excited. I'm like, spring training. Let's go Royals. And then, like, Mondesi gets hurt. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> we we suck again. So. <laughs> I do still love baseball. I get more excited about baseball than I do basketball. Same. And I have recently, and I, it's kind of new for me. Maybe it's because we were doing radio last year, and we were so Royals-focused. We are like, okay, hey, I'm going to learn You know, these guys coming up through the farm system, and then we eventually got to see all of them come up. It's a pretty exciting time to be a Royals fan last year in terms of the future development that is possibly there. Yeah, not I, yeah, what they did I, the not to though. make this show about baseball. You guys have plenty of time for that once mm-hmm. football's over, but – uh yeah hey pitchers and catchers report in like a month and a half i know i've i looked at the uh let's just talk this actually it's like it's it's sooner than that yeah i actually looked at the the royals do this thing called the 10 pack which is really cool and you can Mm -hmm. buy tickets to 10 Mm -hmm. games you get like a discount i mean they're in my cart i just haven't hit do it yet so (laughs) your boy summer is looking pretty free is it yeah 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 i would love to get up to coffee and watch you know what? Ten games. Hey, I don't work in the summer either. Mm-hmm. There we go. There what we about go. you, country? <laughs> yeah, you guys have fun. 
You guys need money to purchase those tickets. I'm going to buy season tickets this year, and country's going to be at the work at the work at work. Sitting in a freaking bank, like a big meeting in Kansas City today. Yeah. See you guys tomorrow. I'm sure you could work something. Just try to lose some money. Said we were going to talk about football, and then we talked about baseball. It's my um, fault. Always great to have you on here, Matt, though. But did want to talk about a, the serious matter in football that everybody is talking about, not just in football. I mean, this is all over the place. Yeah. Is DeMar Hamlin, and some good news came from his uh, family earlier today that he is awake, he is responsive, he is able to move his hands and his feet. And although he's not able to talk yet, he is communicating through writing. Mm-hmm. And he was even able to ask the doctors when he woke up who won the game. Right. What a football player mentality. Yeah. And I don't, number one, I'm so happy. And like, as you guys know, I'm not a like super religious person, but when this happened, like I immediately, like, I'm not, I'm not I'm trying to make this about me in any way, but like I said a prayer, which is the first time I've done that in like 25 years, you know, that's a pretty big like, deal. Man, I don't if think people realize that <laughs> if there's something up there. Like this is, uh-huh. this is the guy, you know, to, and I feel Proud of you. so badly for T Higgins as well. And like the torment that he's had to go through this week of like, I almost killed How someone low. Can you be as a person Yes, to like tweet at him or say anything about yeah. T Higgins? And I'm pretty close with his agent. So I sent out like a, Hey, like hope he's doing okay. And it's like, I got back like a, Hey, like, thank you. Like, I think a lot mm-hmm. of people are rightfully focused on DeMar. Um, but also like there's another side to this and, and Melo, I don't know if you have felt this way. Um, but today, especially watching the press conference from, uh, university of Cincinnati and listening to the reports. So we have an older brother and 15 years ago now, I think he had a, a serious health issue, ended up, uh, coding like six or seven times, had to be life flighted and was intubated. Uh, first he was in a coma and intubated. Then he was, he came out of that coma and it was a similar situation for us because, until he came out of the coma, we didn't know. Like, was he brain dead? Right. Was he paralyzed? You know, what What was the situation? And seeing today that, that DeMar was communicating via writing, it took me back oh, to yeah. that. And and our brother, Same. who's a smartass, comes out of his coma and writes on his notepad, uh, Tupac wasn't there. You know, like, Tupac's <laughs> not dead. Uh, you know, and, you know, so it's like... And I talked about this uh, with BJ Kissel on his show earlier this week of, like, having some experience with this both having been a paramedic and also then having a family member go through this, it's like, you, you know what his family's going through. And I just, I wish I could have been in the room when they, like when, when he woke up, but I also wish I could have been there when they said, Hey, do you remember that toy drive you started? Like, yeah, you're never going to believe this. There's like six and a half million dollars there now. You've right? been out for two days, but right. Uh, like, it is cool. could you imagine that moment of being like, mm-hmm. remember the $2,500 toy drive? There's six and a half million dollars in there now. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm like tearing up thinking about and I do, all those I moments. think that is great in this moment to the positive things that have come from it. Like the Bengals fans and Bills fans mm-hmm. outside the hospital. Right. Everything that has happened has been really touching. I am surprisingly not emotional about it. Really? No, I'm not like oh, tearing man. up. Like usually oh. I'd be a little baby just crying my yeah. eyes out over there. Yeah. And so far I have fans. I mean, they've got to be the most gracious fan. They base always in the are. NFL. Yeah. Like, well, they did this to Andy Dalton. Happens. Remember they donated yes. a ton of money to his charity. Yeah. I, I love I think those they fans. were part of the Alex Smith that when he got injured in his leg, like Bill's fans like, Hey, send it mm-hmm. to the AS 11 mm-hmm. foundation. And so like the Bill's fans just great. I feel bad that they, all these players had to experience it. Cause when you're watching it live on TV, just kind of throws back to Monday night. 
there was no idea what was going on. I was like, how oh, we just got an injured player. It seemed like a routine play. He did for a while. And then is like, okay, hey, like, hey, they're doing CPR. Once yeah. you hear that, it was, you know, I'm kind of just messing with my phone, waiting for like just exactly. the game to kind of get going. And all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, they're doing CPR on the field. And then they just pan away, and then they start panning the players' faces, and you see them like crying, like Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. Yeah, they're kind of consoling each other. You got other players crying, and you're just like, what in the world is happening? And then by Tuesday, Wednesday, you realize like. They pretty much just watch this player die on the field. Literally, yeah. Getting ready to be loaded up into the ambulance. And it's like, set him down, CPR. And then it was like, all right, five minutes, let's get ready to play a game. At yeah. that point, in my mind, I was just like, okay, like, hey, you know, maybe they realize he's okay. And then they panned to Josh Allen, and he's just sitting sitting on the bench, blank stare. Mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs is trying to get his teammates hyped up. Clearly not working. Joe Burrow's throwing the football around. You can tell he's out of it. Yeah. And I was like, you have to call this game. Like, there's no way these guys are ready to play another down of football. Yeah. No. I mean, you can see how players respond after a gruesome ACL tear. Mm-hmm. Or you after know, or the two situations. Yeah. Yes. With, like, the posturing and stuff. And it's like, I, I know we had the conversation earlier this year. Like, two is laying there, like, can't move his hands. He's yeah. in a clear posturing. And it's like, well, here comes Teddy Bridgewater, and they're just mm-hmm. going to keep playing. Not to like go off on the NFL. I understand like that the game is meant to be played. Mm-hmm. I was very glad they they called this game like they did. It I, was the right. Took call. an hour, but but the right call was made. Yeah, and I the five minute thing was weird in this situation. How I do understand the NFL of like, hey, we can probably get this going. Like it's protocol, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's like next man up. I don't think it wasn't the correct situation, yeah. but I do think a lot of people are dumping on them of like, how could you do that? Well, there's no like playbook for this. Yeah. Of hey, we just had a guy die on the field on a nationally televised game. And not to be like a, a big company guy, but I I will say real quick, I thought my colleagues at ESPN handled it exceptionally oh. well. Mm-hmm. For like, I couldn't imagine. You know, a lot. Either. You guys Especially know this. Joe and Troy. And right, that's what I say. Commentators too. No one at, but like commentators take more shit than anyone in the world, right? Yes. But I thought they handled it with like humility and poise and emotion, you know, and then even throw into like Susie Colbert, Adam Schefter, and Booker McFarlane. Mm-hmm. They did great. And then you get Ryan Clark on S V P and it's just like you know, it just the right people were in place to handle it. And I think that's one of those times of like, everybody thinks they can do that job until something yeah. like this happens. Then you're do like, it. yeah, what would you say? Go two hours of talking when you have five minutes of information. Yeah. Yes. And you, and and you try can't to speculate because it's irresponsible. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I, I, I just kept worrying for Adam Schefter that he was going to get news on his phone live and it was going to be in like, he's just going to have to like hold his reaction. Be like, how do I, break yeah and this type of i think I, I don't know i don't know what the internal protocol is i think in a situation where it's like this like you can't break the news it's not and, and that's you know, exactly what i was thinking too like if he gets the message and you can't they're, they're trying to have him talk and it's like how because how i was, do you hold back that reaction while yeah. just like trying to console fans and viewers and you know you have to almost keep repeating it because people are now yeah. coming to the broadcast that don't know what's going on and are looking for an update and then you throw to joe uh joe buck and and then it's just like, okay, now what do we do here? Lee Salters, do you have an update? And you're just yeah. getting these random shots and I stuff. I thought they did a great job, though. They, really? they did. Like, they just – it was one of those deals where they, you could tell they were just being human beings. Right. And then when you got to SVP afterwards with Ryan Clark, it was like, holy smokes. This just puts everything into perspective from mm-hmm. someone who's kind of been in a situation like that Yeah. And what your mindset probably is right And then now. even, you know, the following day, you get, like, Dan Orlovsky, like, praying for DeMar yeah. Hamlin on NFL Live, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And like in a in a time where everything is polarized and everybody hates each other, I have not seen a bit of pushback on that. You know, because it's like, no, hey, I haven't either. Good for you. But good also, you. and you know him obviously a lot better than we do. I think that's just who Dan Arnold loves. It is. is. Yeah. And I think everybody yeah. respects that. That wasn't like a, oh, he's you know signal virtue or virtue signal. No, that's just you Dan. know this was just him being like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this. I've never I heard like Dan it. curse. Uh, like, he says fudge, you know? Like, he's same. 40 years old at saying fudge. He's just the nicest person yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I thought, yeah, I mean, from a from a sports media perspective, I don't I don't know that anyone could have done it better. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't in that position. Because I'm same. sure I would have been in right? I was same. kind of emotional watching it. Like, holy yeah. shit. Like, you know, early, I couldn't imagine being his family members. I know you guys no, know, so you yeah. have the experience in it, but, like. It's mm-hmm. different, though. Yeah, you like, know, you're in the stands, and you're, yeah. you're looking at your yeah. son. You see the email on the field, and you got to find a way out of the stadium to the yeah. hospital. At first, I was thinking about yeah, his mom. Mm-hmm. of like, oh, that's awful that she's there and she's seeing it. But I can't imagine watching that on TV Oh, as yeah. a parent. I'll tell you, I live I'm, in – I don't know if you were this way when you used to travel all the time with me. I live in constant fear that something will happen to a family member while I'm, like, in New York. Yeah. Or now Bristol, Connecticut, which is not an easy place to get to. I hate when I send you guys a message and I like you know don't hear something back, or like you guys just send a one word message about something. I'm just like immediately think of the worst thing. That's probably my toxic trait, not to bring it back to me. But and one other thing about this with the Cincinnati Bengals, everything tragic that's really happening in NFL has happened on the football field. The Tua injury was in Cincinnati. Ryan Shazier, that was in Cincinnati, and that hit on Antonio Brown where he's pretty much concussed laying on his back. Was that perfect that got him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I will to take it back to football. I know Mello's not a Joe Burrow guy. I am a huge Joe Burrow guy. I'm even more of a I Joe Burrow guy now. Him. I mean, I just you know, I don't know if you guys saw it came out that they were like, "What are we gonna do about the game?" And he mm-hmm. was like, "We're not doing anything until the Bills. We're doing what the Bills tell us to do." And like yeah, he took charge, and he was the one who led. You know, said, "Hey, we're going to the Bills locker room to check on them." And so he and the other captains went to the Bills locker room to check That's on awesome. them. So like I'm I'm a Burrow guy. Like his Heisman speech won me over on Burrow the person, mm-hmm. but I think Monday night just solidified that. I'm weird because I don't think I have a negative thing to say about Joe Burrow. I just don't like him. You just don't like his vibe. I think he's probably a really good dude. I think yeah. he's a great football player. I just don't like him. I feel like he's one of those guys where he's like, man, I just don't think I'm gonna like him. And then you meet him, and you're like, dude, we're freaking best friends. Probably would, probably. but yeah, I don't. I just don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. Melo doesn't really like showy, cocky guys. So. I, <laughs> I was your sunglasses. weren't Buffalo yeah. Wild <laughs> Definitely rooting for the Bills now. And it, with this game, too, it, the Bills handled it, obviously, the best that they could, too. But even I heard a quote from Sean McDermott. And they're like, what do you want to do about the game? He's like, I don't care about the game. I want to be at the hospital. Yeah. Did you see Brandon oh Bean God. is still in Cincinnati? He's been there all week. The Who? GM of the Buffalo Bills, Brandon Bean, mm. still there. I heard, the, I heard uh, T. Higgins hasn't left the hospital either. I don't that's know if true. that's a, a verified thing or not, but someone told me he was a practice today. Okay. I mean, obviously they, he's probably visited because they're in Cincinnati, right? Yeah. And that's where Demar is. But uh, and I hope T. Higgins doesn't feel a bit of guilt for that. I, I mean, saw an interview today a... where he was like, "The update today helped me, and that he talked to Demar Hamlin's mom, mm-hmm. and that that helped him." Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, I mean he didn't do anything any malicious on that field, right? I mean, it, I don't even think it had to have been a tackle. You know, it could have just happened. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. So, yeah, the low lives that are coming at T. Higgins. When I saw – did you see Josh back. Allen's press conference today where Josh basically, mm-hmm. basically said that? of Like, if you're coming at T. Higgins, like, stop. You don't yeah. understand. Just go kick rocks. It's, yeah. Just come. Yeah. And then, I mean, it sucks to talk about it, but moving forward, I don't know what the NFL does. So, I, with the game, it's you're not going to play it now. Right? I mean, even so, like, you guys were too young to remember probably, but when 9-11 happened, you know, there was a big conversation mm-hmm. of do we play, do we not play – and they, they paused for a week, basically, and then played. 
Right. I, my opinion, you guys can tell me I'm wrong. I think you have to declare it a no contest and just go off win. Per- they go off win percentages anyway for the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I don't know why people are like tying knots about this. Just well, declare it a mean, no contest. See, there's seeding implications with it, right? Because if you mm-hmm. do that, then the Chiefs can move to the number one seed with a victory this next weekend. And but if then, you go on percentages, they, then like whatever. Well, you'll, you know? They'll go off 16 games. But win percentage doesn't matter on how many games you play. Yeah. I think the Chiefs still get the upper hand in the win. Because if, they, if well, they play this weekend and win, I already did it. So that's where I was. But if the Bills play and win, then their win percentage mm-hmm. but stays But it's one less game, right? So I think that's where it kind of came. But it's, it's real. I mean, it's .011 off. That's the, I don't the separation think it, in it. So you would just have to do the Bills based on 17 games, not 18. Mm-hmm. So if they win 13 of 16, that's better than winning like or whatever 15 of 18 yeah well the chiefs be at, they'd be at 14 right they yeah three they've losses. lost three yeah yeah so the bills win percentage would be higher than right i'm and not gonna have 15 wins right the chiefs would have 14 because they've lost three yeah the chiefs should be at 14 okay. wins yeah. yeah so i that's what i think you have to do is just say like mm-hmm. just act like it didn't exist this team yeah. played 16 games and i think that's probably the only way you can you can go about it honestly yeah and I mean, even if you're the Bengals, it's like, well, okay, you know, it's going to affect your seating as well with this because if you were to beat the Bills and the Bills were to lose next week as well, then it's, well, hey, now you're the possibly the two seed or the one seed of Kansas City were to lose as well. So I think that maybe could be the hiccup in it as well. I do think it's very interesting on how they're going to go about it, but I also am kind of a little hesitant on when this news is going to drop. I have a feeling this is going to be one of those Friday night news dumps right there. I don't think like, so. I, I think I don't think it's something they'll be ashamed of. Not like, yeah, that's your I don't Friday mean that in a shameful way. It's just going to be like, yeah. hey, this is a decision we made. Here we go into the weekend. Yeah, I can see it coming down on like a Tuesday. Did you see the report, though, that they said they might give the Chiefs a choice between a bye and, the, and home field advantage? I did not see I didn't that. It was, it was like a rumor today, mm-hmm. but it came out mm-hmm. that the NFL might reach out to the Chiefs and be like, okay, do you want home field advantage or the bye? Mm-hmm. Home field advantage? <laughs> <laughs> or the yeah, I mean, they don't need to get healthy. No, like as a right? Chiefs fan, they don't need to get healthy. Yeah, take yeah. home field advantage. Right, that is an actual. So thing. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. So saying even if they were happen. the two seed, they'd still have home field advantage. Well, it would be under the like you're saying. It would be like okay, they played 17 games. The Bills only played and Bengals. Remember, the Bengals yeah. were also in the running yeah. for the number one seed. So it would be like you are the number one seed, Kansas City. You get to pick between. The, I don't know. It was, again, it's just a rumor. So there's not a whole lot of like ironed out information. It feels like high school football when there's like a coin flip at yeah, some like, random like Texas cafes. high school. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It rolls across the room. Maybe they should do that. Get a, you know. Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, get Burrow, so Mahomes, and Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Have a throw-off. You Whoever bring your throws own the coin. is the number one seed. <laughs> Sorry, Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> You're out. Uh, Bills might win that one. I think, I think mm-hmm. Josh Allen could probably throw the furthest. Also, would any – be real. Would anyone in the NFL be like, if the NFL was like, you know what? The Bills have been through a lot of shit. Let's just give them number one seed. Would anyone yeah. be like, fuck those guys? No, no. Everybody would be like, yeah, you, right, would not, cool. that's, you wouldn't want to be that guy, but we all know Chiefs fans would be like, fuck him. <laughs> they would be. The against us. Keep it up. We'll rob another pick. Let's fucking go. Right? The Chiefs fans would be. Yeah. Maybe not all of them, but that is a fan one base. One of these days, we're going to have to have a conversation about fan base rankings because the Chiefs are going to be pretty low. I mean, they'd be great, pretty loyal. great loyal fan base. In Very terms passionate. of sketchy, in not in terms of passion or loyalty. <laughs> yes. You're right, passion, loyalty, top five. Yeah, uh, IQ, bottom five. Yeah, 
It just they they're so entitled now. Chiefs fans are yes. and think that everyone is out to get them. Like they they've come like like the Patriots fans. Like man, we're just happy we're here and we're winning games. Like yep. this is awesome. To nope, the NFL hates us. I got NFL might. I feel like I can personally say I've not met one of those types of Chiefs fans. I've met some very passionate Chiefs fans, but I don't think I've felt like I've met any that just don't have a football IQ and are just like, hey, like the Chiefs, no matter what, everybody else sucks. It's like several. I can have a conversation with someone like, no, why do you think this? And do you have the Facebook.com app on your phone? (laughs) See, I'm not personally friends with those people. I got a message a couple weeks ago, and someone was like. Is the NFL rigged? Swear to God. And I was like, no. Yeah, because I've seen this actually. And it's listed as an entertainment company and not a sport. So and, they could. That's for tax purposes. But anyway, so then the guy was like, well, then how come the announcers know what the flag is before it's announced? And I was like, because they're sitting 200 feet in the air and they've played football and they know where to look. I do the same the, thing yeah, in my living room. the same if you're in the stadium. Right. Like you see a flag thrown behind the line of scrimmage. Like, it's ah, a hold. Shit, it's a hold. Yeah, yeah, right? And we you just, see the ref no. that threw the flag make the call to the head ref. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's an offside like this way. But I literally – I know I, sign language. So I responded and was like, you know, there's a spotter. These guys played football. They know where to look. But, like, we do it in my living room too. Like, uh, we – The shit's rigged. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Anyway. There are a lot That's of great hilarious. conspiracies out there. I don't think the I'm going to start sending you guys the stuff I get. Yeah. I did not see the, office the NFL anymore. being listed as like an entertainment deal. So it's like if they were to rig games, they wouldn't be in trouble because it's similar to like what wrestling is. Like I feel like that's one of those TikTok conspiracy theories that it just like, saw, has like anyone a picture meme type of deal. I was like, that's kind of yeah. interesting to think, but I didn't put any stock. Well, what is it. the NBA listed as? Do you have to well. list? I don't know. I mean, that makes sense. I think to me. you do, in like in terms of like the, like you mentioned with the tax stuff. And like what, like what kind of know. business? Like what, what your business purpose is? Are you in the entertainment know. industry? Are you a sport? Because, yeah, I don't know if any of it. I actually true. don't care. <laughs> I, don't I, don't, I don't know either. But yeah, this game. I, I don't, don't think it's rigged. Yeah. So again, I don't either. This is something I saw. I'm trying to I think the NFL out. would be too hard to rig. It's too big. You know, it's like the whole like politics <laughs> thing. Like, but like, like let's watch just a movie. let's just say they found a way to do it. That'd be pretty freaking. Impressive. If anything, it would be like what I believe with the NBA of like uh, the refs have been. Yeah. involved in some stuff. Yeah. And I, I think the draft lottery is, has been rigged. I don't think it's every year. But, but don't you think if the NFL were rigged, it would be like the Chargers and Giants in the Super Bowl? It wouldn't be the Chiefs. Or the Bears. It wouldn't be the Patriots. You would not say, like, hey, what team do we want to be really good? Right. Buffalo and Kansas City. And you know Green what? Bay. Fuck it. Yeah. Cincinnati. Right. Throw them in there, too. Yeah. <laughs> or Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. No, no, no. no. Uh, the Cowboys would win. Every freaking year. We should shake up the next decade <laughs> right? and see what we happen. Right. Like, yeah. how would the NFL rig Russell Wilson to make him very, very bad now? Like, hey, Russ, eat nothing but carbs. It's like Mean Girls. Like, hey, eat these Swedish candy bars <laughs> uh-huh. so we can slow you down. Yeah, and he has been absolutely terrible yes. lately. But I don't, the NFL would be too hard to rig. There's just, players. And there's so much going on that these guys are so dependent on every single play for mm-hmm. them to get even just paid. But it, could you fix some things? Yeah, you could probably go to the Raps and be like, hey. I did know- see this weekend, uh, Kenny Galladay, if he has 76 catches, you get to $750,000 signing bonus. This weekend, if you have 76 catches? 76 catches. Yeah, that's Something to watch for. Is that part of your parlay? <laughs> yeah. Right? I think it was like Barstool that put it out. I was like, that's freaking hilarious. Because at first I read it, and I was like, what do you mean? 70? I was like, 76 catches. That's, <laughs> that's what I happened. thought. You were like, yeah. oh, you probably get that. How close is he? 72 away from that. Right? Yeah, yeah he's another and guy you, that's been You great. wonder why GMs get fired. <laughs> yeah. Kenny Galladay. Hey, speaking of guys getting fired and maybe moving on, there are some NFL head coaching moves 
potential as well, too, with uh, guys like Jim Harbaugh, his name being floated out there, Sean Payton as well. We've kind of talked about him before of him building a staff and what he's going to do. I think the Jim Harbaugh one is really interesting, though. And even like the statement that he put out, uh, I believe it was earlier today. Yeah, yeah, this afternoon. It was weird. As as I stated in December, while no one knows what the future holds, I expect that I will be enthusiastically coaching Michigan in 2023. You expect? Just say you don't know, and you're listening to offers. I want to say that, and I was going to tweet this earlier, but I can't remember, so I'll say it on a podcast instead. I believe that I was at a press conference when Harbaugh was the coach of the Niners, and we were asking him, uh, Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, who's Mm -hmm. going to be the quarterback? And he was like, I expect Alex will be our quarterback. And they traded that dude like a week later. And it was like, who Kansas City? So that's kind of Jim's thing is like, oh, I expect. And it's the biggest loophole ever. It is. Yeah, because he can just come back and say like, oh, I didn't go as expected. I didn't right. see this coming. Yeah, I didn't know the right. Denver Broncos were going to offer me a job. They didn't. Yeah, they did, you know, remember, he took a gigantic pay cut this year. Mm-hmm. A big, yeah. And he's so he's essentially like a free agent. Was it last year? And then they I think it was, it was last year. He got a little bit yeah. of it back this yeah. year. Did he? Okay. But he's not making what? He should for being yeah. in the in the playoffs and losing to TCU. I mean, if you but, are Jim Harbaugh, do you want to stay at Michigan? So I don't. I wouldn't. I, I feel think like you I, I personally would because I would not want to go to the NFL again and be like, <sighs> he was better in the NFL. Yeah, and I think the thing with him too is he's obviously he's a Michigan man. He's mm-hmm. very Michigan through and through. They've not exactly shown a lot of loyalty right. to him. I'm just saying, like, that's he can't a, win a bowl a really game. Point. You know. And I do, I do, I think he's peaked. Like he made Michigan a top five team. They're yeah. competitive. They beat Ohio State two years in a row. Sometimes you gotta know who you are and be like, all right, this is it. I was, as good as it I was thinking about this on the way here from work. Honestly, I was like, you know, if I am Jim Harbaugh, do I want to stay at Michigan? You know, you've been producing NFL talent. You put your team right there in the college football playoff back to back years after almost being fired. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. why would you want to leave that when you're so close? You guys just right there sold it for me. Though it was like they've not been they've not been yeah. loyal to you. Right. You know, you're just, you're close, but you're not quite there. And if you got an opportunity to go to the NFL, like you mentioned, Matt, where you have been successful and you have been to a Super Bowl, why not go back and see if you can do that again? I mean, he's lost six straight bowl games. So I think it's like, and it's also like, we talk about this all the time in sports, you got to control your own destiny. Would you rather jump to the NFL or be fired at Michigan? Because like, ultimately he's going to get fired there. They're not good enough for him to like. And if you're in Michigan though, it's almost like, who are you going to replace him with? Especially like Kato right June. Now. Like if he does go know. to the That's NFL, a random name. I think he's a coach. Coaching? Kato June. I think he's coaching. That's that's like Charles almost an inside Woodson. joke. Uh, With the way some of these hirings are going, it probably it's probably gonna be Lane Desmond uh, Howard. I think Kato June's a coach. Urban Meyer. God no. He goes the, and beats Ohio. Actually, State. he's the assistant linebackers coach for the Colts. So he just stayed. Just stayed in Indy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think so. I. I know Harwell put out the thing today, but he's also he's had conversations with David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers. He's had conversations with the Denver Broncos. I was going to say part of it was even that um, college and NFL teams have expressed great interest. And I love that he says like in me and all our athletes. Well, like yeah, duh, and the players. That's the job. But I somebody did a really good job of writing this, but it says nothing. There's right. not a commitment to Michigan. That's a great PR person. For yeah, you. I mean, they, they say a whole lot without seeing shit mm-hmm. at all. Right. It's that Michigan School of Communications. They're pretty good up there. 
You know, most days not bad. If I had to bet on it, and I'm sure there's odds that you could find, I would bet Harbaugh leaves Michigan for the NFL. I remember I last year he was well. he wanted that Vikings job. Where, he didn't get it. Where would yeah. you rather go, Carolina or Denver? Carolina, Carolina, you pretty much get to pick your own quarterback. Carolina, most likely. And in Denver, you're pretty much stuck with Russell Wilson, but you have a pretty solid defense ready to rock and roll. I, I think some people will look at that Denver job and think, can I fix him? Can yeah. we get back what Russ was? I don't think you can. I don't can. think you can either. I think he's done. I've never seen a quarterback drop off that fast. And I would throw – you're Peyton Manning. It was like, damn, 50 touchdowns. And then like two years later, he couldn't throw. Yeah. I think Russ's drop has been worse. And for him, it's, it feels emotional. Honestly, and yeah. Like he honestly, cannot that take mind. that criticism that he's getting. No, it's the confidence. Like he's mm-hmm. got the yips. I will say real quick on Denver. I would think that Jim Harbaugh would want Vic Fangio back as his defense coordinator. He was his coordinator in San Francisco. They were really good together. Vic got fired by the Denver Broncos. He was their head coach. I would be surprised if they're like, oh yeah, come back. I know it's new ownership. Yeah, but that is weird to go back to that locker room. But I mean, let's yep. say like you take Vic Fangio to Carolina with you. They got a pretty young defense as well that, you know, if they can stay healthy, could be dangerous. I like and the plus defense. Plus the NFC yeah. South is wide open. AFC West last 6 years. And that's the thing. Off. Do you want to come coach against Mahomes and Herbert? Mm-hmm. And, and I know we talked Stidham. before. And I know we've talked exactly. before and you've kind of made the point of like, hey, that doesn't matter like, you know, you're competitive da da da. Right. As a coach, I feel like that does make a difference of like, can I put myself in a position well, I think to especially get immediate success? When it's your second time around. And Carolina yeah. has the ninth pick in the NFL draft right now. The Denver Broncos do not have it for sure. <laughs> uh, the, the Broncos have the Niners pick. Do they? Yeah. Okay. From so the it'll be later. Trey Lance trade. Yeah. Oh, Roundabout yeah, way. Right now it'd be sitting at like 29. Yeah. Like, we're not looking yeah. to far back. <laughs> but, you know, like Jerry Judy's going to be a free agent soon. Um, the defense, they, they need some D linemen. Yeah. I would rather go to, I'd go to Carolina. I think the ownership group, I mean, both owners are stupid rich. You got good, like, fan base situations. What I think we throw in the Colts in the mix. That's oh. the thing. He's like, he's in the ring of honor there. He's obviously close with Jim Irsay. He's already gone home to Michigan. Coming back home to Indy, too. But who would you, if you're Indy, do you want Chris Ballard or Jim Harbaugh? Because I don't think they could work together. I could be wrong about that. But I'm to put you on a spot there in a tough situation. No, would you answer that? Would you, me? Yeah. I'd rather have Chris Ballard. Harbaugh and Chris Ballard wouldn't be a good fit together. Possibly not. Okay, so Harbaugh pushed, remember, like, he got fired in San Francisco because he and Trent Baalke couldn't get along. Gotcha. Like, they've just, you know, constantly butting heads at each other. should have stuck with Harbaugh. Harbaugh, yeah. Yeah. Although Balky is the GM of the Jaguars, they are, you know, so. um, You know, Harbaugh is just known as a hard guy to work with. He wants what he wants. And Ballard is a very strong-headed person. He waited for this job in Indy. I, I mean, maybe they both have to humble themselves and say, hey, like, I actually need you. Because Ballard has clearly struck out at the quarterback position. Every turn he's made has been wrong, so maybe it's hey, I you know what? Yep, I need I need your help. So let's figure this out. And I I guess maybe I should say I'm not sold on Jeff Saturday. No, I'm not either. I feel like I like Jeff a lot. Sounds like a great story, right? But I and I I hope he had fun. I feel like he got thrown into like an impossible situation (laughs) that was never going to work anyway. Like hey, Sam Bellinger is currently our starter. Matt Ryan. Maybe, or maybe it's Nick Foles. Does he or, have to retire? Matt Ryan probably has to retire. I think so. Or just sit and collect that fat check he's going to. Yeah. That's what I would do. That's also, exactly what I do as well. Speaking of retire, Carson Wentz might have to after Sunday. Like it might <laughs> this is the end of the road. 
I don't, and I don't know if he's a guy that can come in and be a backup. I think he can be. They're for starting a year. Sam Howell this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Like, yeah, his next move is not yeah. going to be in Washington. I would. I don't know. If I needed Carson Wentz as a backup, I'd feel confident with that. But I would also want to talk with him and be like, "Hey, are you confident in this role? Can you do it? Hey, I'll be your feelings going to be hurt?" And I was once the conductor of the Carson Wentz hype train and work. Taylor Heineke. I have now gotten off, ridden a horse to the bridge, blown up the oh, bridge, yeah. and said, <laughs> "See you later." Like I'm done. Like I wouldn't even want him yeah. as a backup. It'd be a distraction. It'd just be an emotional roller coaster. He clearly can't communicate with teammates in his locker room. Yeah. They don't support him. Right. You come in, you know, you're named a starter. Nobody's excited about it. Not even your own fan base. It seems like, and then you lose. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay, let's go ahead and start the rookie now because and it didn't work out with our. I, expensive I feel starter. like Russell Wilson's going that same path. Like if I were, oh. if either team was like, hey, we want you to come work in our front office, help us figure things out. The first thing I would do would be hire a sports psychologist and be like. Mm-hmm. This is mandatory. Whole team, mandatory. Whole team of sports. Yeah. If you're Carson Wentz, go to the Vikings and just sit behind Kirk Cousins and learn how to be the boring quarterback that somehow gets your team to rally around you, where you could then be the guy on the plane wearing all the chains and dancing around. Something like that. I don't know that he'll ever start. I don't know yeah. that he'll ever be a starter. He might but start a game. but To take this full circle, I think Sean Payton is – he'll be coaching somewhere. And remember, you have to give the Saints something – to get him. It can be money. It can be draft picks. It can be players. You just have to give them something. Right? If the Cowboys any... fail this in the playoffs and lose again, that's his job. As you say, do you think there are any surprise openings like a Cowboys if they I think lose? that's the one. Um, Arizona, is that a surprise? That's one that I was thinking about, Because too. he just got new money, I know. but mm-hmm. Right, but that doesn't count against the salary cap. Right. And my thing with the Cardinals is that we've seen them move on rapidly from a quarterback before that they had to pay. Right. And it did count against the salary and cap. And they did it, it was a draft, with Steve but... Wilkes, too, right? Hired one year, boom, gone. The yep. Next. Yeah. Uh, yep. I don't know. You know, It's not public how much Kingsbury's making. So it, maybe it's like, oh, he's making one and a half. That's fine. We can eat that, you know? <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, they're four and two. What about Seattle? Right now? I could see Pete Carroll retiring. They obviously wouldn't fire him because they, they could still make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I could see Pete Carroll. He's sneaky old. He's like yeah. 72 or 73. Mm-hmm. I could see him being like, all right, I don't really want to rebuild this team. Mm-hmm. And there was, do you remember last offseason, there was some talk that like maybe things there weren't super kosher. Maybe he was going to get pushed out. Yeah. yeah. I wonder so if I it had see anything that. to do with Russell Wilson. I, was, I think, think so. Yeah. Just assuming. Probably. I, I, yeah. I think so. I think. Pete will probably stay I can around. see Sean McVay taking a TV job after I, I epically yep, failed, so I can see that one open up. But they would probably just bump Raheem Morris to the head coach job, I would think. I know they love him, yeah. the defensive coordinator. Um, yeah, I guess Seattle, Arizona, the NFC West. Those, <laughs> I mean, you're letting Brock Purdy whip your ass on the regular. So, yeah, anyone out there except for Does San Francisco. Brock Purdy just pretty much got himself a, a starting position somewhere else next year if the Niners go with Trey Lance. Why would you go? I know you yeah, control his ass for the next three years on the cheap. He's not going anywhere, buddy. Nowhere. They're going to Garoppolo his ass just like New England did. <laughs> we will keep cousins. Yeah, they yeah. will. Yeah. And, like, Trey Lance is not a sure thing. Brock Purdy is more of a sure thing right now than Trey Lance. So, you know what? That's like maybe the only thing that could save the fact that they traded all that draft capital for a quarterback who can't get on the field or stay healthy is that the last pick in the draft may be your franchise quarterback. 
I like, just can't buy into it. I really I can't I wait. Like, let's say he doesn't become a star, and there's all these other managers. Like, yeah, man, we really wanted to get him. We just missed. Oh it yeah, out. Bill Polian's gonna be like, I got a first round grade on him. But <laughs> Hugh Jackson comes up. Yeah, I was scouting him. Right. Yeah. The XFL or wherever. I was really he was hoping he just man. Be I made fun of Brock Purdy. I was like, this dude can't play in the NFL. He doesn't have the. Arm. I made fun of them drafting him with the last pick. Yeah. Like, like, what are you? Way to waste the pick. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I made. You know what? I was right about Tom Brady. I was wrong about Brock Purdy. I'm okay with that. Yeah, if I end up being wrong about Brock Purdy, I will be pretty surprised about that one. I'm I with you. I keep every week, I'm like, this isn't going to work. But last week, it was like, oh, they're down. They're going to have to throw to win. They won. Yeah. <laughs> like, he keeps doing it. So, I don't know. It was against the Raiders, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't quite understand it, but I, I'll root for anybody. I, I root for a good story. Niners, Chiefs, Super Bowl, boys, it's going to happen. Brock Purdy. Mahomes versus Purdy. I'm going to have to get a Purdy jersey. Yeah. Will you? No, no. If they go to the, if Brock Purdy leads them to the Super Bowl, you won't get a Purdy jersey. Oh, well, I don't. I'm not a jersey guy. I know so you don't like. You don't have any jerseys. I have right one now, Derek but... Thomas jersey, yeah. and it's like a throwback. That's it. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not an active. Um, you didn't ever get him a Mahomes jersey? No, I, I won't do it. I can't wear the jersey of a man I know. That's weird to me. I can't do it. It is. It is a little bit weird when you post a story on Instagram and then he sees it. Or likes like, it, I'm and you're wearing, wearing his jersey, yeah. right? I can't <laughs> do that. Yeah. I mean, it's like a cool I mean, flex, Imagine but... if I had a shirt with your face on it. It was just like casually wearing it. And I would then or get if a I like wore into the bank and put it on a shirt. I would, we would Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle the shit out of that. No. You know, but like if I wore a shirt of you into your bank, like man, you're doing it. like an awesome you're great job. job. I'm a big fan. It's really cool. Banker of the year. I would love that because I know it would be bank. a joke. It'd have to be a polo. <laughs> yeah, with like country on the back, <laughs> number one. Oh, that'd be incredible. I just don't think you guys will do it, but it would be definitely cool. wouldn't. I'm not. Yeah, driving. but I'm not, a, <laughs> not for that reason. Like, if I were if I were going to get a jersey of any players in the NFL, real talk, it would, Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, those would be the two I'd get. <laughs> Over Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Who was it? Josh Allen and McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Those are the two. Like, I. I mean, again, I, well, I get. I know Josh Allen, so I don't know. I'm just, everyone around here has a Mahomes jersey. My wife has one. Oh, my yeah. son has one. Yeah. Like it's just, mean, we were at the game Sunday, and you and I matched, even though I told you I wasn't going to wear that. Yeah, and I, I was look. glad you wore a red hoodie. <laughs> I just, that's the other thing is, like, I have a Bobby Witt jersey, and I got it when you couldn't get one, and it was, like, kind of cool. Now everyone has one. I don't even – it's like, all right. That's not Every, fun. Everyone has one. I, I still like it. That's I my, love my go-to. I do. I think he's the MVP. I think he's – Having an amazing, amazing season, but yeah, can't do it. Did have fun at the Chiefs game though. Got yelled at for uh, moving to the wrong seats for the tickets. Uh, ran into Mello. <laughs> Heard you helped Mello with some pretty good tickets. Really did Mello have good seats? Huh? Did Mello have good seats? Well, both of us did. Because, yeah, but uh, here's the, the big guy. thing again. <laughs> Dude paid the same effing price, got a better spot. Like he can't. This motherfucker though comes and stands. <laughs> In my seats. Why? <laughs> so he can have a better view. Hang we on, had, my pals. So he four, can take a picture for his we Snapchat. Had four people crammed into two seats. Sure did. Hey, you know what? <laughs> did you get kicked out? <laughs> sure didn't. I helped my boy out right here. <laughs> wow. Little, little Why didn't you text me to get tickets like Mello did? I actually, I think that I actually I text Mello. I didn't want to like, send hey, you a message and be like, "Hey, help me out," and just it come off like, "Oh, he only messages me when he wants something." So I just it would have. You're right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, bought tickets on Wednesday. Should have waited till Friday. Did Melo tell you how much he paid for his tickets? I did not. Fifty dollars a seat. 
No, you didn't. I swear to God. I have four $50 bills in my pocket. $50 a seat. I'm texting you next. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Everyone listening is like, we were, I paid $200. 33 rows. Level 300. 33 which I thought was a up. good deal. Yeah. 33 rows up on the 50 yard line. Yeah. And you got parking with that, uh-huh. actually. That was with parking. And a tailgate I'm, with I'm our great friends you. at Lot J. I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm happy for you. You, Thank you. you enjoyed it for an entire half. Oh, I had a great time. <laughs> you know, I did not go to one regular season football game. I didn't I think went, I was going to. I went but. to two this year. It was good. It felt kind of off not going to as many games. I, I definitely want to get season tickets for next year. Well, I'm going to get baseball season tickets since yeah. Melo and I don't work in the summer. So, I do plan on going to a lot of baseball games this year. Same. What, any particular reason? Nope. Because I like baseball. Same. I had a boy. <laughs> good try. <laughs> uh, how about other games that are happening, though? TCU and Georgia going to play, is that game on Tuesday? The ninth. Is National championship game, I'll tell you. I'm not that excited about it. Maybe this is the kiss of death, and I don't even wow. care. Hey, you I know said what? I wasn't about the really? college football playoff. Yeah. I think it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. Yeah. I think Georgia I've rolled changed them. Heard TCU, you all say that, though. TCU proved it to me. And I know, I know it was Michigan, and Michigan kind of just shit the bed. But, like, TCU proved it. So like, I don't think Michigan did it. shit the bed, though. I think TCU I mean, just, like, sense, beat them. I kept getting pissed watching it because it was like Michigan quit freaking blitzing on the outside, and they just run up the middle, deuces. They I did mean, they got, twice. they got jobbed on two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Michigan did. They did. They I was like, I'm not, a, I'm not a, oh, the ref suck guy. I'm not either. But they, the ref, like, I'm bad. definitely not. It's intentional. Like, yeah. It was just a bad call. But It was, but they got jobbed. And then you review it. I don't understand. So I'm excited because, like, of the matchups. Like, Jalen Carter, the D-tackle for Georgia, he might be the number one pick in the draft. He's going to go against Steve Avila, a guard for TCU, who is probably a second-round pick. So, like, to me, like, okay, that I just moved a little bit. That's a mm-hmm. nice matchup, right? Or Quentin Johnson against Keely Ringo. Keely got torched against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And Quentin Johnson's 6'4", 215. He's going to give him a handful. So but Ringo's an interesting prospect to me, and I haven't watched these guys nearly Here's what's going to happen year. with Ringo. You watch him in college football, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy can't change direction. He's stiff. He's handsy. But then you're going to watch him at the combine. He's 6'2", 210 pounds. He's going to run like a 4'5". Looks two, like a linebacker. Yeah, and somebody's going to yeah. look at him and say, like, I can fix him. I had I a scout text me last week during that game and be like, what if we moved him to strong safety? Oh, I think that's his move. I think he's yeah. a safety. He'd be great. He's he's so thick and yep. he's so aggressive in covering. He just can't, you just can't do that. You NFL. compare him to at that size, going to free safety or strong safety. Excuse me, Jamal Adams. <laughs> I mean, really, he's like he's like he's listed at six two two ten. I bet he's two fifteen, two twenty. I think he's so too. he's thick. so thick. He, I mean, he plays for Georgia and he looks like a linebacker. Right. He does. We, we skipped safety. He Linebackers doesn't look like a smaller safety. anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could be every bit of six two two twenty five. But for real, he ran a he ran a ten four three hundred in high school. He's fast. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Is like, so like Trevon Diggs was kind of similar in college. Of like, oh, he's so handsy. He doesn't have great technique, but he's just a freak athlete. Yeah, and he's done okay. And you kind of take a chance on those guys, take especially at the corner. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean. Maybe he has relied on his hands a lot on the college you, level, but only because he can. He's there for the Chiefs. Brett Veach will draft him. I don't think he will be. I, will be there? Probably not. But that it has Brett Veach written all over it. Like yeah. the height, weight, speed. You think you take a corner of the eyes? Oh, I'm going to say he took Trent McDuffie. So yeah. yeah. And that's worked out pretty freaking well. Boy, he's been stellar. Yeah. Since he got healthy, yeah, he's yeah. been great. Yeah. Him, yeah. Sneed, and Ringo would be quite the trio. 
One Thornhill's gone in my mind. There's no way you're bringing him back. I don't need to. Last Can't year. pay him. Yeah. Brian Good Cook's guy. the guy there. Yeah. Yeah. But and he's kind of come on strong here lately. But back to this Cook, national yeah. championship game for next week here, TCU versus Georgia. I think TCU proved last week that they can move the ball against anybody, and and that includes yeah. Georgia. Like you know, they have those explosive players that can throw the ball down the field. And I heard someone talk about it earlier. Uh, uh, today and yesterday as well, like Max Duggan didn't play, a, you know, a stellar game. He made yeah. his mistakes. You know, he wasn't as effective through the air. Coming this week, let's say he, d- he is a little bit more efficient passing the ball. That's scary for Georgia. But then at the same time, you look at Georgia and it's like, well, you can put up points with anybody. Mm. TCU just doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is, like, um, I, I think to me the key is, like, does Kendra Miller, the running back, play? He's questionable. But mm-hmm. um, Amari DiMarcato was great last week. He had 150 yards, a touchdown against a really good Michigan defense. Have you seen all the guys from Alabama that have transferred to TCU? No. They've got three players from Alabama. Sonny Dykes is the That man. are transferring already to TCU. Uh, one of the running backs, I don't remember which one, one of the top tackle recruits who just he hasn't really been able to get on the field at Alabama, mm-hmm. like Brock Meyer. Oh, yeah. And then uh, JoJo Earl, I think the receiver, all transferring to TCU. Great. Good thing we're going to the SEC, Texas fans. Yeah. Yeah. So what the heck uh, that's is interesting. What's going on at TCU? They win, win games. And Winning Sunny Dykes. People everything. love Sunny Dykes. Man. Mm-hmm. One of the other universities out there, like, man, we fire our coach and hire So, so it's in a good spot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, um, one of there. those guys was a Fort Worth. Yeah, I'm at Fort Worth, from, not Waco. Yeah, yeah, he's from right there, so that's part of the reason. But yeah, you going 13 and one and playing in a national championship, it's huge. For it's that damn frog, man. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly, it's me. It's it's you talking. You know, oh, you were the same energy all year. You were like, I don't believe this team. It's me. I I did it. Hi, I'm the problem. It's <laughs> Taylor me. Swift over there, <laughs> and that's I keep talking shit on them. They're probably going to win the national championship. I I can't say anything about it. I've doubted them since week one. I've asked several times throughout the year, too. I've heard. What about TCU? Absolutely not. Max Duggan? Absolutely not. Nope. Man, I had to file a scouting report on Max Duggan in week one. And I wrote, discount Sam Ellinger. Like, that's filed. I can't change that. I don't think you need to. Yeah, I don't either. (laughs) I get fans like, you draft me the first or second round. I'm like, of the XFL draft? Yes. Yeah. That's it. And the pro- the problem is this is archived now, and he's probably going to be the next Brock Purdy. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I'd take Stetson Bennett in the NFL over Max Duggan. Wow. I don't like Stetson Bennett at all. That was something I was going to ask next. Is, is Stetson Bennett just going to be known as one of these next great college quarterbacks? But yeah, this is like not Ken Dorsey 2.0. Yeah. Do you remember Jason White at Oklahoma? Ooh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Who he is. Or who's uh, Ohio State Kimball? Crimble, something like that. Yeah, Craig Crimble. Craig Crimble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's those guys. You know, where you're like, who? It's a Jeopardy question. You know, who is the starting quarterback? He's pretty good in like public speaking, so maybe he could even segue into like an SEC. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's starting to take my job. National championship game again after all night of partying. That was pretty bad last year. <laughs> <laughs> Remember watching on Dan Patrick? Was that was it? Yeah, oh, that was hilarious. Live and learn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think he's going to be successful doing something. I don't think he's playing football. Might be coaching football. But it might be talking it's about It's like football. the battle of the uh, future insurance salesmen mm-hmm. or yeah. bankers. You know, I do think Georgia wins this football game. And that is a kiss of death. I, I think we talked about it last episode, or maybe it was just you and I talking about it. I found myself rooting for TCU against Michigan. Not me. I was pissed. <laughs> I could find myself rooting for TCU against Georgia, even just for the chaos. 
of it. Like it, to have a team, like you said, Matt, go unranked mm-hmm. to winning the national championship doesn't happen. In football. I'm here for that. That's a true Cinderella story. Yeah, right I mean, and I don't I, feel like I've seen or heard anybody use that term, which is kind of surprising. It's more like football. a March Madness thing. You you know, yeah, you don't get it in football, and that's why I had a couple tweets over the weekend too. Of like, this is why college football playoff expansion is good mm-hmm. because we've said all along, like, oh, teams like this, you're just not going to come in and upset Alabama. TCU. <laughs> and I know they're coming from the Big 12. It's not like a, a real big shock, yeah. but I think it is. Yeah. To, well, no, people it, that follow college football. People, like, turn their nose up at the Big 12. Like, oh, they don't play defense. Yeah. And, like, well, they yeah. shut Michigan down. Not They didn't shut them down, but they outlasted them. Mm-hmm. And without their number one running back, who's a stud. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive. Dylan Horton. My God, what a freaking game from that kid. <laughs> I, out of, I mean, almost out of nowhere. He's had a very good year, but... That was like an MVP performance that he had against Michigan. Yeah, and the spread in this game is set right now at 12-and-a-half. What? I'd mm-hmm. be all over that. I do feel like TCU can play them close. For to the, cover. Okay. For TCU to cover? Yeah. Okay. 12-and-a-half is huge. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just got a little scared, so I well, some other problem. You'll turn into a parlay and lose it anyway, but if you went straight up. <laughs> <laughs> I... I hope that you just take like five bucks and put it on TCU. Like that's it, though. Like that's the only bet. No parlay. You know how hard that's gonna be. I know, but like that's what you. You know how hard it is for me to just place one bet for five bucks. Be like, yeah, but if I do this one, have we ever checked to see what your record is for parlays on the year? Uh, Yeah, it's zero and. Have you hit one yet? (laughs) I'm two and fourteen. It is week eighteen. Those are for three like parlays though, not my like ten like. If I hit a ten like parlay, yeah, boys, we're going to Mexico, <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that would be huge. A lot of there are a lot of people that bet the way that you do. It's, it's fun because if it hits, boys, we're gonna party, <laughs> and if it doesn't, there's another ten bucks. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, I will tell you guys five right. Bucks, yeah, not going to Casey's there. tomorrow. <laughs> this is random, but well, yeah, it's five hundred bucks at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> Probably could use that. <laughs> Here's a shock for you. Um, there, there are internet rumors that Mike McDaniel could be fired. You asked me about surprise firings. I did see something if like Mike that, McDaniel gets fired. Joke. Sean Payton is the head coach there, like immediately. Hey, and Tom Brady, I'm not going to lie, though. If I'm the Dolphins and I'm talking to Sean Payton and it's like, yeah, if you get rid of that guy, I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> See ya. Deuces. Yeah. You're out. And I like really? Mike, but they have tanked. Immediately. Man. Yeah. You can say a lot of it's like, oh, Tua can't stay yeah. on the field. I, I feel think like that's a big part of it. Is Tua's just kind of started like progressively get worse throughout the year. Well, he can't stay all the They've yeah, lost five in a row. part of it, yeah. 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 They started eight and three. or eight and eight. They're going to miss the playoffs. Yeah. In a division that's not. Right, great. Like, the Bills are good, obviously, but you could be you the number look two after team. The Jets, Bob, and the Jets that have was, been I'm good too. But... More sarcasm, yeah. than anything, But they have been good this year. Mm-hmm. They're seven and nine. Yeah, I would. Jets, I, yeah. I wouldn't even think about it. I didn't have right. to think about it at all. If, you, I mean, if you're Jerry Sean Jones, Payton, you're calling. I've told you, Sean Payton, like Haley. Right. <laughs> just I've used this analogy before. Sometimes you're dating a girl, and then you find out a hotter girl's interested in you, and you got to break up with that girl. That's the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And then you marry that girl. And Mike McDaniel, I I like him. I hope. I like Mike successful. a lot. I really do. He would have another job immediately. Probably. So. Go to Denver. I was going to say Denver. Yeah. I do wonder if it weren't for the sound bites, like how popular is he? Uh, he had a good reputation like in NFL circles before the sound bites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was well known um, of like, hey, this guy's legit. Yeah. Like, you know, especially as a run game coordinator yeah. or a pass game coordinator. Like he, he had a really good reputation amongst us nerds. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it works out for him. I don't know. But if I could get Sean Payton, I'm getting I mean, Sean maybe Payton. would he go to Arizona? Mike Daniels would be like, go do it with 
I actually, I would maybe, like that. Is yeah. a better passer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that fit would work. Yeah. And Kingsbury, I do think that he's he probably got to go. I don't – you're going to disagree. Please don't punch me. Kingsbury's one of those guys I like. Like, I find myself – I like him. Like, when I watch Hard Knocks or when I, I listen to him speak or when we meet him. Like, when we hang – like, we've <laughs> seen him. And I like I like Cliff. I, I really met him. I wouldn't know. Yeah, when the rest of us met him and you ignored him, uh, I I liked him and like I find myself rooting for him while also while also thinking he's not a good head coach. You know, like I tweeted a while back, I was like, just go to Kansas City, work under Nagy yeah. and Reed. Pat loves you. It'd be it'd be great. That would be I, I think OC, that'd be a yeah, great fit for him. But, I would gladly take Cliff Kingsbury over Eric Bieniemy. Or like I've seen a lot of people yeah, say, no remember Belichick drafted him? He could go there and be the OC. Like, mm, yeah. And they clearly need one. My God. Or maybe he could go to USC right and finally take that OC job. You know? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe it would happen. I, again, I hope he's successful. I just, there's something about him. It's probably the Texas Tech thing. I just don't like him. I just don't it's, think he's been successful. Like, I don't think I have anything against him since we're on this topic. I just, I never understood how you get fired from Tech, <laughs> accept a job at USC, and then become the head coach of the Cardinals. Uh-huh. After they fired a defense, like a proven coach in the NFL that was a defensive coordinator. And you had at Texas Tech, you had Baker Mayfield and mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> hey, and don't you forget Davis Williams. Who was a good college quarterback? Davis Davis he was, drafted, was good, right? Yeah. So he beat out Baker Mayfield. He was good. Mm-hmm. And it, but you can't win the Big 12 or play in the championship game. You hear that, Steve Sarkeesian? <laughs> when you have Patrick Mahomes for three years. Yeah. With a little different. That's, you know. Quinn Ewers. Manning, uh, speaking of Texas, uh, on campus today, moved in. Mm-hmm. Wearing a blue shirt. I don't know about that. You got to wear a orange shirt. I think it might have been. Like, I was going to say school polo. School is green and white. What? What? Arch Manning, school colors. High school. High, okay. Like, yeah. Brother, you, <laughs> I'm the colorblind one. not going to Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Burnt, I got you. Burnt green is what we talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I don't, I don't care. I'm just glad that he's on campus. Yeah. Pushing Quinn Ewers. Looks excited. Like, looks like he's ready to be a winner. Rumors were that... Uh, the family was going to make him redshirt. They thought he needed it going from like that lower high school level Love to that. Texas. State. Look at them just being like so the best thing for. I, and again, that's just rumor. I'm not reporting. But here's anything. the great thing about college football now: let him redshirt. He can play five games. That's true. Yeah. Like redshirting does not look. Could like we get what? another COVID year? So guys like you know <laughs> Sam Hartman can continue to play college football. Yeah, Notre Dame now. Congrats to him. That's me. Is he the them. quarterback that Notre Dame has been missing? Sam Hartman. Transfers to Notre Dame. I don't. I mean, missing from what? Notre yeah. Dame. Was, uh, yeah. I feel like Notre Dame just hasn't been able to have a good quarterback that helps take the edge. I I the play with. Deshaun Kaiser was pretty good. I think it could be huge. I I like Sam Hartman, and I think he can be. I want to see him outside of that weird ass Wake Forest offense. And you know, slow mesh is that what it's called? They've got some good, talented receivers too. So it's not like man, he didn't have anything at Wake. He did. No, he had AC Perry, mm-hmm. and uh, he had some really good receivers there. The other guy. Hell, his receivers at Wake Forest probably better than what he has at Notre Dame. Now, probably not as far as like recruiting goes, but they're good receivers there. I I do think it's a good move, and happy for Marcus Freeman too. He's taken a lot of scrutiny this year. Um, I would like to see him be good. Yeah, and if Same. Sam Hartman can be that guy, do it. Uh, I think that's about it for us today, though. Unless you guys have anything else. To add before we end the show here today, I oh, appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I'm, I need to come back soon and get you guys hyped for the NFL draft. I know. No joke. <laughs> yeah. Talk about the NFL draft. <laughs> uh, we talked about a couple prospects in there, but great thing about you, 
we can have you back on anytime. So we appreciate you, Matt, joining us today. We appreciate all of our listeners for joining us as well. Big Country and I, we're back on Sunday. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, yes. <laughs> back yes, to yes. our regularly scheduled <laughs> podcast. <laughs> December was busy. Now we're back. New year, new us. Not really, same us. But we do appreciate you guys, and we will talk to you again on Sunday.